Welcome to Running Virtually with Just Plain Dave, episode 56. It is better to be different than to be better. Well, hello, my friends. This is Just Plain Dave, and I've been thinking. Hey, Brown Dog, let's go for a walk. Let's go, my dog. Oh, it's a beautiful day. It is February 1st, 2020. And a pickup truck just went by that has painted in really big letters on the side. Did you hug a farmer today? I don't know. I have not. I've, I've only given out a few hugs and there were no farmers. Maybe I need to go to a farm. That is what you get when you live in a right-to-farm community. You can have whatever animals you like and signs that say, did you hug a farmer today? Oh, I've got a few thoughts. And I... Oh, I guess I should mention it is warm. <laughs> I don't I don't like it when people say, oh, I tried to record this podcast. I tried to record this co- podcast earlier, and uh, it was so cold, my phone froze after 90 seconds. So I have 90 seconds recording. That is in the waste bin on the floor of the editorial room, never to be heard again. It was icy and cold this morning. We had some crazy black ice. The, uh, the roads were slick. My driveway was a skating rink. It's all better now. Like The temperatures popped back up. But we had a couple of warm days, and it just, we had a flash freeze last night. It was chilly. So what have I been thinking about? I've been thinking about sleep. Again, I know this is a recurring theme, but I think that's because it's something we do every day and don't give it enough importance. I've been thinking about mindfulness and focus and how that affects our training in life. And I've been thinking about this idea that it is better to be different than to be better, right? If you have two things, and I'll, I'll use this one like from the idea of a basketball team. You know, if you have a point guard and a, you have a whole team, so you've got a point guard, a shooting guard, a couple of forwards, and a big person in the center. And if you want to make your team better, having five forwards, you know, one of whom is a little bit better than the others, yeah, might make your team a little bit better. But if you've got a team and you don't have a point guard and you add a point guard, that different person, that different skill set, man, that makes your team better. And that goes for life in any activity. I think any group activity, if you can add that person that comes at it from a different perspective, a different mindset, a different history, a different background, I think there's just huge value there. Um, and, and so I think of this as a, as a people manager in my day job, and I have folks that I work with, and I do a little bit of hiring, and I then manage people, and we are all challenged, and this goes in all walks of life, whether this is like how we think about our politics, or our schooling, or our work, or our team sports, um, and I think... This also comes to, this could come to play as an endurance athlete where you think you're out there by yourself, but really there's other people's perspectives that can help you. Now that might be a coach, it might be your friends, it might be a training partner. (laughs) We just had a slight pause as we were walking down the road because my brown dog, who is a coonhound mix, and she went into hunter point mode, she just came to a stop and was looking intently, and a, a neighbor's cat is totally in stealth mode about 40 feet off the road staring at us. This is a little bit of a canine versus feline stare down contest 
and then uh, and then we moved along because we do not need to stare at the neighbor's cat. I would never have seen the cat. It was very stealthy until Brown Dog pointed her out for me. So back to this idea that it's better to be different than to be good. So I learned this lesson uh, from a podcast called The Knowledge Project. And I think the person who gave this idea, his name is Neil Parisha. Um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But the host of The Knowledge Project is a guy named Shane Parrish. Smart, smart, smart Canadian guy. Runs in an, a web, uh, web page called The Knowledge Project. And uh, just has really good smart thinkers on there. Shares ideas about shares ideas that smart people have come up with, so we can hear them without having to learn the same life lessons. And so this guy Neil was is dark skinned and is from the East Indies, the islands in the Caribbean. And when he got hired at Walmart as a like a financial guy with his MBA, he was the only dark skinned guy with his background and history in the boardroom and in these conversations. And because of that, his ideas carried more weight. You know, if you have six people who went to Ivy League schools and grew up going to private high schools in New England, gosh, their perspectives are not going to be that different. Like, even if there's a good range of perspectives, it's just the, the basket that they're fitting in is too small. So if you have someone who comes from a totally different basket, and maybe not even a basket at all, but a totally different country and culture and background, they're going to just come up with ideas or have an approach that is different. And having more than one idea, gosh, it's going to be a better way to solve problems. Um, people often attribute the, uh, attribute the idea that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And they give credit to that idea to Albert Einstein. Um, but I think, I think more importantly, I think that what he meant when he was saying that was that you can't expect a different result if you do the same thing. Do the same thing over and over and you, you know, except by random chance, you're going to get the same result. And I think that's true about people and ideas. Like if we, if I hire a bunch of New England folks with the same educational background, went to a liberal arts college and grew up in the same generation, you know, yeah, those might be people that I, I like and want to hang out with. You know, this is the, you shouldn't work, hire people who you want, you shouldn't improve your team by hiring people you want to go out for a beer with. You know what, but there's got to be a range of folks. Now you want to like the people that you work with, but, and this could be, again, teammates, it could be coworkers, it could be coaches. Getting that different perspective is really, really important. So I liked that idea. I, I'm going to take that idea and try to put it to use in the real world where it is better to be different than to be better. Like I can be slightly better than the hydrogeologist that I work with, but if I brought someone else to the team, they might come up with a totally different solution because they're not just coming out of my textbook with the same ideas that I learned. And now back to mindfulness and focus. I have read a lot and listened to a lot of stories and been paying attention. And I think that my focus for today on, with respect to training and running and endurance sport is that when you see athletes performing at their best, they're only doing one thing, right? And this doesn't matter, whatever sport. Maybe the Super Bowl is tomorrow. People are gonna be watching football. And you know what? The only thing that those athletes have been focusing on is 
being at their peak for that game. You know what? And, and I think when we are training, we need to be focusing. Like, and if I'm going out for an easy long run, yeah, maybe I can listen to a podcast at the same time. But I shouldn't be doing 12 other things. Like, I shouldn't be making work phone calls or I shouldn't be, you know, attempting to read a book while I'm out for a long run. Like, there are things you can't do well if you're not just purely focused on it. And one of the things that I like to do is interval work, right? I've described that, whether that's short sprint repeats or maybe some acceleration gliders or, you know, even one mile repeats. And when you're doing those at high intensity, you know, speed work at 5K race pace or uh, tempo work at half marathon race pace, you need to focus. Like this is a, like, let me like focus on form, focus on running clean, but focus on one thing. And I realized I want to take that focus, that single-minded purpose and carry that forward. Like if I'm having a conversation with a friend or family member, I should just focus. Like I should make that conversation and that interaction the best that I can by not doing something else at the same time. Right. And in this day and age that something else might involve this phone that I'm carrying right now that I'm using as a recording device. You know, I shouldn't be checking a text or looking for work email or Instagramming or whatever we do when we're distracted by the device in our hand. So that's, that's one of my goals kind of going into this 2020 is applying focus, the same focus you would put to a race that we would put to training and running or exercise. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm not against some distraction. So, you know, two hour long run, having a podcast going in the background, having, having something to listen to is good. But the focus is the training. And when it's conversation or work, this is a key one for me. I work remotely and I'm talking to people on a video conference all the time. And you have to focus on that person. Like when you're talking face to face by a video conference, it is so apparent when someone is multitasking, like they just sneak a glance over at that email or you hear a little clickety clack typing and you're thinking, oh, you're sending an email or you're sending a message and maybe you're not listening to me. And I realized that if I can see that activity in someone else, well, they sure can see it in me. And that's not how I'm going to be best at my job. Regardless of who I'm speaking with, I should be able to focus and have that conversation. You know? Anyway, I think that focus is really important. And it, it, I think that's something where we mislead ourselves when we think we're, we're making our day better by multitasking, by doing two or three things at once. Now... There are things that for certainly great places for multitasking. If you have a long drive, then listening to music or listening to a, a book on tape or a podcast, that's great. You know, but if you're in a dense, urban, high traffic situation, maybe not. I know I've recently been like speaking hands-free, speaking on the phone with a colleague and said, hey, I'm, I'm hitting some traffic. I'm going to call you back. Like I'm not going to be able to like have a coherent conversation with you if I'm, if I'm worried about traffic. I think that, um, and, and I, bet, I bet you've heard this if you're talking to someone on the phone and they're in the car, like they go silent for a second and then like, oh, you know, an ambulance just went by or, oh, I was watching an accident happen. <laughs> Luckily they weren't in it and they get distracted and realize, oh, I should not have been talking right now. Like I need to just focus. And uh, I think, I think that's, that's an example where our brain just takes over and says, oh yeah, stop multitasking. You are, you're putting yourself in harm's way if you do that. So 
that's my thought on focus. I think it's really important. And I think when we do things, we should just try to do that thing well. I think I've beaten that dead horse. I will stop. Back to sleep. I continue to read articles and hear interesting stories and be informed by smart people about the huge benefits of sleep. And I know I have touched on this because when I was doing my ultramarathon training last summer, the most important thing I could do was get that extra sleep, that good night's sleep, because your body is healing, those muscles are growing and the fibers are uh, coming together when you're resting. Like, and, but that's the physical part. The mental benefit of rest and getting a good eight hour sleep is so important. Um, there's just so many studies out there that say that's the key thing we need to do. And again, I'm going back to this device that's in my hand. It can be distracting. And at the end of the day, like, oh, I'll just watch a couple YouTube videos or I'll just, you know, give a few thumbs up on Instagram or whatever, or whatever the kids are doing these days on the phone. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's trouble. You got to put those things aside and, and, and have a good sleep routine, you know, have it so that every day we go to sleep at the same time and you have a pattern that your body knows and that, uh, that works for you. Come on, Brenda, let's cross, let's cross. And uh, yeah, there's so much. So I know I've promoted this before, but there's a podcast called The Happiness Lab, and they just did an episode on sleep. And a, uh, a very well-known uh, executive, Ariana Huffington, who is in the media industry, um, was the person they interviewed. And regardless of whether you agree with her politics or not, it really doesn't matter. But her success can't be denied. And one of the things she attributed her success to, especially once she was a busy, busy decision maker, um, was, was sleep and knowing the importance of sleep. And she has this, I think one of the reasons she was brought in as a quote expert, even though she's not a scientist, was that here was a business leader who in her business forum would take a nap during the workday. Like here's someone who's like recognizing the importance of sleep, but not just take a nap, take a nap in her office with the door open, like saying to her staff and her team, sleep is so important that I'm gonna do it and I think you should too. And it's, you know, I don't think other people came and napped in her office, but that would be funny to imagine. Um, but the value of sleep is so key. And I think that from a mental health perspective, um, one of the studies that I read was when they did some uh, testing of, uh, and I guess this is probably like in psychology or biology labs, of people um, who are sleep deprived versus getting enough sleep, that being sleep deprived, so getting less than six hours sleep in a night, was the equivalent of being drunk, like the equivalent of having a blood alcohol content of 0.1 or more. And, and so that means your reaction time is less, your decision making is weaker and not as good. Like there's all these like directly measurable physical effects that are bad if you don't get enough sleep. And that's not even talking about the psychological benefits of like being a good person, um, you know, being the best person you can be. And I think that's a, that's a goal that I have and I wanna help other people have. And one of the key things that we can do is just get a good night's sleep, a good night's rest. So if anyone wants more stories and more articles, it's easy to Google, um, but I, I strongly recommend it. I think it's worth reading a couple articles and seeing what's out there or listening to a TED Talk. I bet, I bet if you Google search in the TED Talks, I bet you'll find three or four good ones, 10 minute, someone, some expert talking to you about the benefits of sleep for 10 minutes. Uh, someone who's smarter than me and has actually studied it. So that's what I got today. 
I think sleep is important. We should all do a little bit more and think of it as an actual activity. It's not just that thing that we cut out when we're busy, right? Like, oh, I've got to leave early for work. I'll get less sleep. Oh, I want to go and do this other thing. I'll get less sleep. Like, by us not making it a priority, we are hurting ourselves. We are making ourselves not the best person that we can be, the best just plain Dave that could be. So I think sleep is important. I think having focus on what you're doing and being mindful of that, like, yes, this all kind of goes into meditation and things like that, but I think you can be mindful and focused no matter what you're doing and just kind of, again, put your best self in on the task that you're working on. And that might be walking your dog. It might be going for a run. It might be running a race. It might be parenting. There's lots of places where we can be the best Just Plain Dave out there. And then my last thought was the, it's better to be different than to be better. I think that's such a clever thing to think about. And that's what I got today. So from Southeastern Massachusetts, this is Just Plain Dave. And thank you for coming along for a walk with me and my brown dog.